Welcome back to another edition of the Volunteer State. I'm Blake Topmeyer alongside the Knoxville News Sentinels, John Adams and Adam Sparks. Guys, it's kind of a special treat to have you both on the podcast. Feels like it's uh, been a while since we've all been together, the three of us. And uh, since then, since we last convened, there's been a little rating going on. Big Ten getting it on the conference realignment action, uh, snagging USC and UCLA. What do you guys think about that? I love the way that these uh, these cycles go where uh, all the conference commissioners say for a year, two years, three years that now we're all set. We're, we're all good to go. We're not going to be pressured into changing things up. We like where we are. And then one piece moves on the on the board and then everybody suddenly, you know, jumps into gear. And it shows you that uh, that these conferences, as much as they want to be autonomous and uh, want to just stick with their plan. Uh, once the uh, you know once once the enemy moves, they move too, and I think that that's that's what's going to put us in a terrible spot in college football because these pieces are going to move for a while. In the interest of transparency, I, I should report that I have been approached by an unnamed podcast in the Great Northwest. I want to stay here, but I just wanted to put that out there. I don't think you would do well in the Great Northwest, John. I mean, maybe the the true West, but I don't consider like Washington and Portland, Oregon, the, the West that's, it's, as you said, the Northwest. And I just don't see you flourishing out there. We'll see. Yeah. We'll keep a spot here for you on the volunteer state when you get buyer's remorse and, and want to return. What's going to be interesting guys is I, as Adam said, you know, as soon as a couple pieces move, everybody goes into scramble mode. And I, and I think we're seeing that here, even between recording this podcast and publication, who knows, something may have changed because it, it all happens so fast at, at this point once the dominoes start falling. But it seems safe to say that this is not finished yet. And, and I also think it's fair to say that both the Big Ten and SEC would, would probably be open to further expansion if, if there are opportunities that, that make sense for either. So, want to look at this, um, I guess, through an SEC lens and and specifically a, a Tennessee lens as we unpack this today. What do you guys think it would mean for Tennessee if the SEC were to pursue further expansion? And we already know the league's going to grow to 16 teams when Oklahoma and Texas come in, which is currently still scheduled to occur in 2025 there's some speculation it could occur a year earlier but either 2024 or 2025 oklahoma and texas will be on board what do we think about where the vols would stand how it would affect them if if the sec would would grow to say 18 20 or or even more programs well I, i mean i think it would it could be a negative for teams like tennessee that are somewhere in the middle um of the conference at this point. Um, Cause if you think about it, I mean, the top of the conference um, and we're mostly talking football here, but the top of the conference, Alabama, Georgia, whoever, um, those are going to be the top, whether you're a 12 team conference or a 16 or a 20 or whatever, Vanderbilt and Mississippi state are going to be at or near the bottom. And that's just where they're going to be regardless of the size of the conference. The, the schools somewhat in the middle or maybe even closer to the top third. Um, 
can can sort of lose their standing, their value a little bit if you're adding teams, because the way that this realignment is going, you're not just adding teams to be bigger. You're you're adding teams that can bring bring value that can um, that can not that, that, you know, the the pie is going to be cut more and more pieces uh so thinner pieces so you got to get the pie bigger that's why they that's why the sec is adding oklahoma and texas they add overall value and they're somewhat better than what you already have so you know for example in a 12-team conference which is what the sec was back what before 2012 tennessee was let's say fourth or fifth in the pecking order there alabama georgia you can go throw florida lsu or whoever in there they're fourth or fifth in the 12 team and then you grow to a, a 14 team and they're what you add A&M. So you're what, six, the 14. When you add Oklahoma and Texas, Tennessee could be, let's say, eighth of 16. So every time you add a school that potentially has better average value or more value than Tennessee, you're taking Tennessee from a top third school in the conference to potentially middle of the pack. And so all those schools that are in the middle, like a Tennessee or Auburn, you're threatening their chance to be a top third team. And you certainly don't want to ever be on the bottom half. I don't think Tennessee would get there, but you're, you move closer to it. The more teams of this sort of value that you add. Yeah. I think ultimately the sec will be at least a 20 team super conference. And once you get that big, uh, you've got to do away with this, just one big conference alignment for scheduling and so forth. I think then you go to the divisional setup and you have a um, an NFL-like model. Um, so maybe a five um, or four or five team, uh, you could, they call them pods, who want to call them pods, four or five team pods. Uh, so it could be, depend on the luck of the draw. Maybe Tennessee would get lucky and not be in one of the strongest pods. Uh, I think it could help Tennessee overall in terms of talent level because I think most players will want to be in the best conference. And and this, the SEC, I still think will be superior to the Big Ten once this is all said and done. You could have a better team, but as Adam points out, you could also slide down the totem pole. Uh, right now, if you just hypothetically, if you would add, say, Clemson and Clemson, Florida State, Miami, that's North Carolina. I mean, Tennessee wouldn't have as good a program, football program as Clemson, certainly. Um, could compete with those other guys right now. But, it, yeah, I think Tennessee is still going to be somewhere in the middle. I, I guess as a little devil's advocate approach here uh, to play the other side on, on a couple fronts, one – while I agree with Adam that adding schools like Texas A&M and Oklahoma uh, slide Tennessee down the pecking order, I wonder how many of those schools are left out there. John, you mentioned Clemson. That that would be one when you give in the current state of things, Tennessee would, would be behind Clemson. But if you look at others like Virginia Tech, Florida State, North Carolina, Miami, you know, those other schools from the ACC that would seem to kind of fit the footprint, fit the identity of Tennessee. I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, I would put Tennessee necessarily uh, behind any, any of those schools on a given year. And, and then thought two, Tennessee in the current playoff format, it's, it, it, it's not going to make the playoffs. Let's, let's be honest. This, this format will continue for a few more seasons and then it will sunset. And, and we don't know what comes next after that. 
And one thing I think about is if the SEC grows to, say, 20 teams, I could see a scenario in which the SEC houses like almost a mini playoff of its own. You know, John, let's say they do four or five team divisions and then you take two wild cards and you got a little six team mini playoff in which your champion plays the Big Ten champion. Well, I think there would be, you know, a number of years where Tennessee could make that six team SEC playoff. Whereas, you know, if the sport doesn't change here, uh, I don't think SEC, you know, I don't think Tennessee is going to going to make a a four team playoff. So I, I do think maybe there could be some upsides to the SEC growing and and you know gaining more more clout and perhaps even hosting its its own playoff is I think Tennessee would would be in uh, an SEC only playoff and maybe maybe fifty percent of the time maybe maybe thirty forty percent of the time but but I do think Tennessee would uh, would would regularly be in an, an SEC only playoff. Well, and I I think that scenario sort of would challenge fans about how you define success um you know because think of the difference between basketball and football um basketball a lot of schools you get the ncaa tournament that's a successful season if you're an sec team you want to get to like let's say the sweet 16 or the elite eight or whatever that's a good year you didn't win the national title but you got deep into the so-called playoff for tennessee success um for a lot of teams like tennessee in football uh, success is getting to eight wins or 10 wins in a given year. Uh, last year, you know, we're talking about going into this season. What if they could get to eight, nine wins and get to the Citrus Bowl? So, something along those lines. If you're in a playoff, like you're talking about, Blake, what is success? Um, it's, you know, your record is not going to be as good because you're playing better teams all around. Your conference schedule's bigger. If, if you get into the 16 playoff, like if you're a wild card, in the SEC playoff, is that a is that a good year? Uh, I mean, I, I think it it probably would be, but I think it would challenge the next generation of fans to to define whether or not this was a good year because you're not going to judge it the way that we have for decades. Yeah, fans have had to do a lot of adjusting already, so I think it's an adjustment <laughs> they could make. Uh, you won't be able to fatten that schedule up with the. Uh, Bowling Green or Ball State or Akron or UT Martin. So the record, but it's it's like in the NFL when teams, uh, fans look at the NFL, you want to make the playoffs. You'd like to win your division. You'd like to have the best record in your conference for home field advantage, but you at least want to make the playoffs. I think, I don't know what this would do to the bowl system. It might... Maybe you could call these playoff games bowl games. <laughs> uh, that might be a way to go with it. So, but I think making the playoff would would constitute success. Not making the playoff, I think, would be hard on Tennessee fans. Like right now, well, they don't make the Tennessee doesn't make the playoffs this year. Nobody expects Tennessee to make the playoffs. But fans could expect it to win nine games, which would be significant improvement over last year. Big picture, guys, I'm going to ask you whether this these super conferences that are forming are good for the sport of college football as a whole. Because, you know, I think in the last year, okay, we had a round of realignment. The SEC adds Oklahoma and Texas. There's some other dominoes that fall, but everything settles down. 
But now we're going through what looks like could be truly paradigm shifting uh, changes within the sport. We could lose perhaps a conference or two. Um, you know, we could go from the power five to like the, the power three or the super two even uh, with the, the SEC in Big Ten. And, and for as much talk there is about, oh, NIL's ruining the sport or uh, the transfer portals ruining the sport, I, n- I never really put a lot of stock in that. Like how many fans are going to stop watching college football because the left tackle you know, has a deal with some third-party booster that pays him twenty grand a year. Like, are you going to stop watching the games because of that? I just, I never bought that argument uh, that that those type of things would ruin the sport. However, with as much tradition and 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 pageantry that as there is in college football, as much as rivalries matter, I do wonder if the bigger threat to the popularity of college sports is. The disruption of conferences, the, the realignments, the ending of rivalries. Having said that, though, we've done this before. John, you go way back, as we like to point out frequently on this show. You've seen numerous rounds of, of, of realignment and conferences being eliminated, and, and still college football marches on. So what do you guys think this does if we see you know, these super conferences continue to feast on other leagues and, and maybe a couple leagues fall. What do you think it means for, for the future of the sport? It's not the same for everybody. I think it's it could shake up things more in the southeast region of the country more than any because conference realignment has happened before. I mean, we've had the Big Eight before in the Southwest Conference and the Metro Conference and a lot of these that are, you know, were gone long ago. So this does happen. Um but the SEC is grounded in tradition and nostalgia. And I'll say the Big Ten really is, too. Those two conferences are, are grounded more in that than any. Um, you know, it, the NFL had this for a long time. And you could, you know, you could go from decade to decade and be able to name the teams in each division. And you did have rivalries within those. I, I can barely name who's in what division in the NFL anymore. I mean, that's that's been gone for I mean, you know, I keep up most with the Titans. What is the AFC South? The AFC South wasn't even around when I was a kid, you know. Um, So people have to adjust. Conference realignment, people will adjust to that. But it is a cumulative effect. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people are going to quit watching because of the transfer portal and because of NIL or because of super conferences or because the bowls will probably go away and just be the fourth round of the interdivisional playoff, you know, Um, but the cumulative effect will take hold. And I wrote this the other day uh, in in Knox news that it's the cumulative effect of all these things that what you used to like about college football, which is it was different than the NFL. The two are merging too close together that you can't distinguish them. And once you can't distinguish them, um, the, the, the product gets diluted and the charm goes away of college football. And it, a lot of the charm has been off of college football for a while, but uh, I think there's still enough there. And, you know, if you're, if you're talking about, you know, a team that's not even in the Southeast being in the Southeastern conference, then you're not really the Southeastern conference anymore. And, and I old man, get off my lawn comes out a little bit when I start to think of how much that is changing. Uh, and and it, I, I just don't like it. I don't like all these changes that are coming. Some are fine, but when you add them all together, I don't think it's good for college football. 
I think initially there will be a surge in interest because uh, the idea of Oklahoma and the Sooner Schooner rolling into Oxford, Mississippi, that's going to be a first-time thing. Oklahoma's storied prex, uh, program. The UTs, Texas coming to Neyland Stadium, UT versus UT. I think there will be a lot of curiosity and a lot of interest in that. But over the course of time, I think that could wane. When you look at previous expansions, for example, and when this whole thing got started and you went to uh, t- two divisions, when Arkans- you had uh, Arkansas coming into the league, uh, South Carolina coming into the league, nobody, Arkansas wasn't what it used to be in terms of way back in the 60s or so. It wasn't that caliber of program. It wasn't like everybody else in the the league thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to compete with those programs? There wasn't that concern. Even when you added, uh, and Missouri didn't bring that, there was no fear factor with Missouri, even though it initially had success winning the SEC East a couple of times. A&M was a little bit different. But now Oklahoma comes in here in one of the most storied programs in the country, and Texas has that kind of potential, particularly with the NIL. So I think the second half of the SEC is going to start thinking, we can't compete with those teams regularly. And also, I think we talked earlier about changing how you evaluate your program. A winning season and going to a bowl game means a lot for the lower-level teams in this conference. They can take pride in competing, particularly in the SEC West, where everybody's usually capable of going to a bowl game, but they won't be capable of going to a playoff. And I think that's going to be hard on some programs, and I think it might it might negatively impact the interest amongst fans. To your point, John, about how there being, can be a, a, an initial surge in interest and, and then it could wane, um, as, as you guys know and a lot of the listeners know, I mean, I, I used to cover Missouri, covered Missouri for four years during the beginning of their time in the SEC, and you saw that happen there firsthand. When Missouri first joined the SEC, attendance at, at Faroe Field was was high. Um, you know, I think, you know, in talking to Missouri fans around that time, they were excited to you know, have these new matchups go, you know, a lot of ga- you know, fans were going to road games, places they haven't been before. Now, I think the last several years you talk to a Missouri fan, they'd rather play Kansas state. They'd rather play okay. Iowa state. You know, they're old big, big 12 rivals. They think, you know, playing uh, South Carolina, uh, the, the, the shine has, has worn off that somewhat. So I do think you're right there, especially if you disrupt rivalries and, and disrupt some tradition um, you do. I, I think run the risk of of endangering the popularity of the sport in some places, you know, in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, college football is always going to be number one in Knoxville, Tennessee. I think college football is, is always going to be a, a huge, huge deal, but I do think some, there is some risk in play of, of affecting the interest in the sport, um, you know, depending on, on how this realignment shakes out. One thing uh, John and I talked about uh, on our, over on our, our other podcast, SEC Football Unfiltered, which we encourage you to check out. That ep- episode uh, in which we discussed realignment is is online and, and available for listening now. But but one thing we got into slightly 
uh, over there was, you know, if the SEC is going to add, who would be on the, your, your short list to go after? So I, I want to uh, just get your top two picks, guys, because, uh, I mean, we could we could go all day with this and get the SEC up to like 24 teams or something, which may happen in a, in a couple short years. So maybe maybe we'll have to revisit that at some point. But I want your top two picks for who you think the SEC should pursue uh, if if they are to further expand. I wonder if they'll go after Clemson because you kind of already have South Carolina. So I don't know if it's, they, they add as much as people think on the field they do. But I, I would I would add Clemson because I value football and competitive uh, the competitive level of football uh, more than any any of the parameters I'm judging this for. So Clemson would be one for me. Um, I'd waffle between Virginia Tech and Miami. I, I guess I'd go Miami. I do like sort of that brand. I think brands are, are important uh, in, in expansion. You would add the TV market. I think it'd just be different. It, it's good that you can add a Southeastern school, but it looked different than a lot of the others. And Miami certainly looks different than yeah, than Tuscaloosa and Baton Rouge and Lexington, Kentucky and all those. So uh, Miami and Clemson would be my additions. When I look at it, it's easier to pick four teams. If I could pick four teams, I would pick Clemson, Florida State, uh, North Carolina, and Miami. If I go down to two, I would probably take Clemson and Florida State, and I'm not looking at it in terms necessarily of bolstering the, the TV market, but Blake, you and I talked about this on SEC Unfiltered, sort of preserving the kind of likeness or common commonality with the SEC. And I think Florida State and Clemson have that more than any of those schools. And I know Florida State hasn't been lately what it was not that long ago. I mean, remember, Florida State won a national championship, I guess, in 2013. I mean, Texas didn't win a national championship. Texas' last national championship was in 2005. So you can look at Florida State's being down right now, but but look at it in terms of a, a you know a broader time span and how much interest and passion there is in Florida State football and recent tradition. If you go back thir- just 30 years, I really think it fits the SEC model and would bring a powerhouse program and. If Mike Norvell, the current coach, can't do that, Florida State won't hesitate to get somebody else. And then Clemson is recently competing for national championships. So it's I've always thought Clemson would have been a much, much better fit than South Carolina for the SEC. It's a good thing you said that here, John, and not on SEC football unfiltered. I, I, I would hate for those Gamecock fans to have to – stomach that blistering take that the Gamecocks don't belong in the SEC. Although I believe you've offered that opinion over there a few times before. Well, I just think it's, I mean, if you look at the two, uh, the, the tradition in football, there's no comparison between Clemson and South Carolina. I will be interested to see if the SEC does expand further, if it, uh, which philosophy it goes by, which strategy, the adding travel partners or sort of spreading things out more. So Big Ten adds UCLA and USC. Well, that's that's a package deal. Those travel partners are in the same market. Uh, so that's the strategy they're going. The, the opposite is, you know, and if but and if SEC did that, you'd, you'd add Miami, Florida State. Those are travel partners. You're sort of flooding the one market a little bit in the state of Florida. 
um, or you could do Clemson, North Carolina or Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, I'm not so sure if that's necessarily the way that you go. Um, if you can get most of the market with one school, why try to add two as in the Floridas? You know, you could you could do Clemson in, in Miami. Those two have nothing to do with each other, but you could get your foot a little bit in each. Virginia Tech and Miami would sort of do the same. So I don't know which way they'll go, but I, I do think it's we've almost uh, had this assumption that if you add two schools, which you always add them, you know, you always add two at a time that you add them in pairs. And I don't necessarily think you have to do that. I think brand and identity particularly matters to the SEC during their expansion rounds. I mean, and not so much with the Big Ten, honestly. I mean, we now see uh, the Big Ten stretch from, what, Piscataway, New Jersey, where Rutgers is in, to uh, Los Angeles. I mean, tell me what one has to do with the other, really. I mean, they're, they're 2,800 miles apart. Uh, undoubtedly, these these two additions are, are, are moves that strengthen the Big Ten, I think, and, and adding uh, UCLA and USC. But the Big Ten's additions don't always follow a rhyme or reason. We have seen the SEC expand its footprint, but it has done so in bordering states. You know, it's not leapfrogging a, a time zone to, to add teams. And and I think for the most part, uh, while there are exceptions, I still say, I mean, Columbia Mo is, is a Midwestern college town. It's not you know, uh, one of the, uh, it's not in the South, which the rest of the SEC is. So I think Mizzou is a bit of an exception, but these other schools, I think really fit with the identity of the SEC that, that the conference has added when you look at A&M, Texas, and Oklahoma. And, and I guess sticking with that theme sort of guides my, my pick, because I don't think you want to disrupt the good thing you have going in this conference, which is a really strong, uh, well-crafted, marketable identity. And and I would also go with Clemson like you guys did. I think Clemson, if you can get them out of their ACC grant rights and they want in, they would be a slam dunk pick. And then, you know, like you guys, I sort of hesitate on my second pick. And I think in reality, um, this is fun as a hypothetical, but it, it would probably see the SEC growing to 20 teams anyway. So we could probably throw four out there. But to, to hold myself to the same parameters... Uh, and limit myself to two. I kind of waffle between Florida State and North Carolina. Also think about Virginia Tech and Miami, you know, some of the same type of teams you guys were thinking about. I'd probably settle on on North Carolina. They fit in the footprint, you know, certainly more of a basketball-oriented school than, than many others in the conference, but I guess they'd be a good pair for Kentucky on that level maybe. And I think we've seen them get better in football under Mac Brown here in recent years. Well, one thing for Tennessee is that the schools that we're talking about geographically are not going to be paired with Tennessee in a future division pod, whatever it's going to be. I think it's fair to say that. I mean, if that school would have to be like a Louisville or something like that, and that they're, they're not coming in. So all the schools that we're talking about are sort of coastal or pretty close to that. So I don't think that the whatever shakeup there is or expansion, it's probably just going to push the existing membership closer to Tennessee. Of course, that would mean in Alabama and Auburn, maybe at Georgia, but I, I don't know that's necessarily that that's that's not good for Tennessee, but I guess to circle it back around to your original premise, uh, Blake, is that in the year 2030, success for Tennessee will be going eight and four and getting the wild card in the SEC Central Division. I think that's what we're saying this is. I, I think what when we look at what these what the Big Ten is doing, 
I think the Big Ten by going west is one is one the market competition. It, it's going to be in more bigger markets, okay, and more potential for viewers. But in a lot of those places, the viewers don't care about college football. I think what the SEC should do is try and put out the best product, and I think it will have the best product when all this is said and done. And again, elevate itself above everybody else where somebody anywhere in America who wants to watch the best college football is going to tune into the SEC. And it already, it's putting out, it, it SEC leads in football recruiting, it leads in NFL draft picks. And I think when this is complete, the expansion movement, I think it'll have, again, have the premier conference. It is a different strategy, John, of what you said about markets, because that's the only thing that the Big Ten can do. They can't pick up the as many traditional powers as the SEC has. I was looking at the top, I don't know, top thirty or top fifty. I think TV markets, media markets in the country, and I mean the Big Ten already has. I mean they have they have Chicago, they have LA times two with the new additions. If you count Rutgers as the New York, New Jersey, there that's another one. So that's uh, they have Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities. So that's one, two, three, four, five. If you count LA twice of schools, five schools that you have in there. The SEC has Nashville and Austin once they get Texas into the league, and and that's it. And I think SEC fans are fine with that. I think SEC is fine with that. But it is two different strategies. But even look at the ones that I just named. Is that you know we're we're talking about Chicago? Well, that's Northwestern. They don't pull in a lot of Chicago. Rutgers pulls in nothing from the New York area. Vanderbilt doesn't pull in what they should from Nashville. Um, so it's one thing to go after markets. It's another thing to go after markets where those markets actually care about the school. And that's not the case as much in college football. Yeah. The percentages of, of televisions tuned to college football in Chattanooga and Atlanta and Greenville, South Carolina and Birmingham, Alabama, it's a very high percentage of, of televisions tuned into college football and specifically SEC football on, um, on a fall Saturday, the percentages of, of televisions tuned into New York City to Big Ten football on a Saturday. I mean, who knows? And, and as Lane Kiffin once told me about, you know, coaching in L.A., he said, you know, the one uh, beauty of coaching USC is there's great anonymity uh, that college football coaches can't enjoy elsewhere. That, you know, you go into a restaurant and either A, nobody recognizes you or B, even if they do recognize you, it's like, well, big deal one table over is a movie star and two tables over is a star for the, uh, the LA Lakers. So you're no big deal as, as the coach of, of Southern Cal. So, uh, yes, the big 10 is, is getting those big media markets. But, uh, I think, uh, to John's point, yeah, the football still, uh, college football still is atop the totem pole in, in the sec. But, um, I think we're seeing the big 10 kind of come along for the ride and, and sort of pull away, from the pack. John, we wish you luck uh, if you if you take that uh, offer uh, in the great Northwest. And hopefully, uh, have you heard of these things called alliances? Not, not, not any written agreements, but you know these gentlemen's agreements. We've, we could look to college sports as a guy. Maybe we could form a podcast align, alliance with you in, in your new show. <laughs> well, I, I'll let my attorney handle all of that, Blake. And again, this is certainly, I'm not going to play one one podcast against another. I, I don't 
that to me is unethical. I'll just look at the two deals at face value and take the best one. And, and I, I, I think I'll remain here, but I just wanted to put that out there. And I think it's good for our good for our listeners to know that, yeah, these guys aren't just regional. There's They've got a, you know, we paint with a broad brush here. We just try to keep it inside the lines. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of the Volunteer State.